G'day and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dan Camilleri. And I'm Laura McKillop. We'd like to start by thanking Enduro for their ongoing support in bringing you our live weekly Q&A. Tonight we're fortunate enough to be speaking with Peter Griffiths from All States Kelpies. Peter will be picking who he thinks has asked the best question of the night and they will win a bag of Enduro high-energy food for working dogs with real kangaroo meat. Hey Peter, how are you going? Yeah, good thing. No, that's fantastic, mate. Thanks for um, taking the time for to speak with us tonight. No, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. Mate, and uh, preparing for some wet weather down there? Yeah, it's going to get wet, I think. 100 mils is forecasted. So, mm. Rushing around like a headless chook? Headless chook, there's always, always jobs you want to get done before that rain. That's for sure. Yeah. That's it. Um, we'll jump straight into it. Uh, you, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from and sort of where you grew up? And what you do these days? Um, so I was born born um, in a little, little town on, on the east coast of New South Wales, a little place called Dapto. I was, I was born in the... Um, in the town, um, the coal miner and mum mum stayed at home, and uh, reared us three kids. I got old, um, and we grew up we grew up on the, the beaches of of um, of the east coast, surfing and um, um, all them sort of things. And but had a rural connection to with great, uh, um, they were dairy farmers. Uh, um, got the uh, um, the love of rural life and and the experiences coming, um, uh, the routine uh, um, and the workload. Um, I enjoyed, yeah, I really enjoyed the um, the dairy. Um, we continued that. Brother and I bought, bought a bought a dairy farm um, when I was I was twenty one. He was twenty three. Um, and ourselves, we did bring um, cattle down from um, um, to start with, um, and we showed cattle. Did just about everything everything you could do um, with cattle and. Um, really got in, into breeding Frisian cattle um, in Kingapna, where um, I started. I started training. Um, yeah, I, I bought my first dog when I was down in Kingapna um, off off Bill Scott, um, um, and it was actually a. Um, an Avon part um, out of a Latham's Latham's bread bitch. Um, that that started. Oh, there was dogs on on the farm when we went there. Um, yeah. I love of the yeah, I love of the um, the breed. Yeah, Some, that's just a rough, rough outline. What yeah, how how um, how I grew up started me into dogs. Yeah. 
Mate, we're just having a couple of problems with the audio there. Um, we might get to um, turn the camera off if you, if you can, and we'll see if that gets any better. Okay. Just a bit jittery. That's cool. We might turn ours <laughs> off as well. <laughs> Looks a bit weird looking at ourselves here. Um, you still with us there now, Pete? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, fantastic. That, that's heaps better. Heaps better there. Um, cool. Sorry. So we got you there um, at the end there. So you, you were showing cows, you're breeding your own Frisians, and then you started talking about, uh, I think, um, you bought a, uh, purchased a dog from Bill Scott. Yep, that's right. Um, I trained that bitch and, um, and then started, started, um, I advertised once, I advertised one, Bill, Bill Scott and I, we talked, we talked as, 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 as we, we went along through the training and I got, I really got fascinated with, with, with training and um, a couple of people, you know, Bill had told a couple of I pre-techs out of this bitch and a few people come to see the, um, come to buy them, they saw the bitch go and um, and, and then just started asking what and um, that's sort of how it kicked off. Um, in, I was um, probably mentored by a couple of, a couple of uh, pretty good dog men in, in um, Eddie Taylor and um, um, I used to go to Eddie Taylor's place every chance I could get on a weekend. He, he taught me a lot. Um, they're both sort of three-shaded um, dog men. Um, yeah, I, I really learned a lot of of those fellas, and, and um, I started training dogs for a fella called Vern Sullivan. Um, he was a he was a three sheeper. Um, um, he he'd actually import them, import them, and and I'd bring, he'd, he'd go and try. Them, yeah, so you're on, yeah, yeah, that's and, what got me going, yeah. yeah and where was he bringing those dogs from? Oh, um, a couple of dogs from New Zealand and a dog from, um, couple, yeah, probably, um, back, back, you know, sort of that probably happened. You just dropped out on us there. What was that? Yeah, that probably that probably had um, that I was doing some for Vern um, Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at that time, you're you training anything? Um. Yeah, just about. Anything. Um. I did it in the weekly times. Um. About thirty years ago, to take take dogs to train, um, yeah, you know, part time while I was on the farm, it was actually good. I was, I was doing something I liked and watching me brother along uh, over there. <laughs> <laughs> so and um, 
And what about these days? What are you sort of, uh, what are you doing these days? What am I doing these days? These days I'm tra training dogs full time and, and my living. Um, I am, I do, um, and been seeing that sort of number for, for a lot of years. It's just, it's just built up and built up and built up. Um, I can't keep up um, with the demand. Um, it is, it is younger fellas um, stepping up and taking a few outside dogs into training. Um, yeah. Sorry, mate. Just, it's just still a little bit uh, patchy there at, at times. So when um, when you started out and you, I know you mentioned um, dairy farm and whatnot. Was there someone that inspired you um, to get into dogs? Inspired me to get into dogs. Um, oh well, it was just the thirst. That it was just the thirst of knowledge and 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 to um, you know train these dogs. Um, probably a little bit different to a lot of people. Um, the training that is is what I really enjoy and and got a connection to. I don't. Um, know I don't have that that strong bond with with a dog. Um, it's the breed for me that yeah. that that I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, particularly kelpies these days. Yes, kelpies these days. I don't own a border collie, and I I was working with border collies years ago, uh, doing them for Vern, and and I did buy a border collie. Bitch and um, long way with her too, but couldn't couldn't breed pups out of her. And, um, there's some great in the border collie breed as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. And and did you notice any um, differences in there between like playing with your kelpies and your collies, like and, and preferences for yourself that stood out? Yeah, um, I think the genuinely a more all-round dog um i've still collies that that'll back and bark at race you know just just as good as a kelpie but um number of them um as um as the kelp i think i think collies of collies are doing a complete um i think i see a lot more Kelpies that are probably um, as big collies these days. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, just depends on where they come from and, and, and who's bred them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a question here from Brad Coldwell. He's asked, What changes have you seen in Kelpies in the past 30 years? And where do you think the breed is headed? Good question, Brad. Um, kelpies, I think, I think over the years, um, kelpies' nature, the, the nature of dogs has improved. I, I see a lot more um, people can, can work than years gone by. Um, there was definitely more station types and 
hard headed dogs years ago and, and dogs that had, that had handled a lot of work. Days, you know, um, we talk about nature and everything like that. If you if if you go into sales and you're buying dogs out of sales and it's written up, you know, quoted that you want to give the dog six weeks to um, over. Um, well, I don't. In in my program, how I train a luxury of, of giving a dog six weeks. Um, I've got to get what I can in a four to six week period with that dog. Um, and when you get paid, you 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 just you got to get get results, else it's not going to all work. You know, like um, people, yeah, people have kept coming back to me to breaking that like breaking a couple of generations in the same in the same family as a people. It's been been really good and and um, made some great friendships. You know, beyond you know. I love people coming to me place and love a yarn as much, much as anyone, you know, um, and talking farming. And, yeah. That'd be pretty, pretty cool developing a good relationship like that and, you know, ongoing clients and I suppose you get to see the development of the dogs once they leave you as well. Um, um, oh, just before we go into that, I better finish the, the, the next part. Um, You're then, right. Yeah. Um, so where I see the kelpies headed, um, I'm I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried the breed is going. Um, I see a lot of a lot of dogs can't think for themselves. Um, and I saw more dogs that wanted to be left alone. You know, um, it is a that is a worry where where the breed, um, you know, is is going. Us, you know, like they come when when you're seeing the amount of dog, you get a fairly broad spectrum of dogs and and dogs out of different sort of country. Yeah. yeah. So. I, and when I you say dogs that want to be left alone, what, what do you mean dogs that want to be left alone? Oh, oh well, dogs dogs that. You don't want to be starting and stopping. They've learnt. They've learnt the flight zone. Um, so in the flight zone, um, that's what I think the big, biggest um, dogs are seen. Like like dogs are blowing in and out of the flight zone all the time, and it means nothing. Yeah, for sure, we do have to get our work work done, but a dog should know. know when and why he's, he's, he's going in there to shift his sheep. So do you think it's that dogs um, aren't being left alone? Where, um, how am I going to word this? We're, we're always commanding them rather than letting them just do their job. Do you think that's an influence on? Yeah, lack of a bit of natural feel. Yeah, yeah. I really do think it is and, and coming from... Coming from my background, um, I think I, I, I used I used to be a control freak. I wanted to move. I wanted to move a dog six inches left, six inches right, sit him down, call him in, and 
Um, these days, these days, I do like, I do love obedience coming from, coming from, from that three sheep. But I think I have um, seen bonuses in, in leaving dogs alone. Um, you know, when they're when they're a kilometre away, um, you know, you haven't got the same touch on a dog. You know, um, so yeah. Where, so, um, how how do you how do you think we move forward from this? Like, if if you are a bit worried about that, how what's the alternative? How do you think it's fixed, or can yeah. it be fixed? Yeah, I, look, and and my opinion, but yeah. I'd like to, you know, um, um, dogs dogs years ago. We're, we're, we're probably more fickle fickle in the nature than what they dogs um, need to be need to be they're, they're a healthy breed and they need to be left left alone and and do their job yeah um, but the thing that worries me about where the breeds be intelligence I I believe is a hard a hard thing to breed. Yeah, and, and I see. I'm fearful that that dogs are getting um, bred um, in 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 a lot of cases. Dogs that farmers can handle and and and, and they're getting on with, but um, that are just slaves, you know, and and not not thinking for themselves. And if we continue down that track. Breeding slaves and everything like that, we're going to attributes are gonna gonna dwindle, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, but but their dogs farmers can handle, see, and they're going yeah. for is a is a thing. But one one thing I one thing about for a lot of years now, and and I'd really like to see like, like the the double. WKC like that is is like they do in the horses, you know. Like I'm seeing more dissex dogs come to me. Um, and look, if you've got a dog that that he's doing your job, but he's he's um he's makeup made dog, well, you know, and he and he got dissex, well, that'd be the best thing. So the neighbour's bitch couldn't just go. Come, come over, and then next thing there's eight of them. You know, yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd like to see the WKC or something like that, and, and really reward reward people for for dissecting an animal. You know, we need our stud dogs. Our you know the dogs that are that are you know proven to breed. Um, but I think it would uh, I think it would help the breed a fair bit. Absolutely, mate. And I can relate. Like, I, I don't. I get a few work dogs through here, but most of our stuff's rehabilitation stuff. And um, I actually have a similar opinion there, mate. Some of the dogs we get through here have a prefix and couldn't keep five sheep together, um, or even, like you said, the smarts. Um, and I, I think um, you know they're all they're all still got a, a prefix and they're registered. So I would like to see um, the WKC. Try and implement something. It'd be really cool. Um, just 
talking, thinking out loud is like the like the stock horses. We have a fair few foundation sires. Um, it'd be cool to see, you know, some sort of way to bring them through and keep that in our dogs and, um, yeah, have those dogs that are registered with that as something special. Maybe. They've got so much of it in them. I don't know. That, I like I like your feet, thinking though, Peter. I, I, I've given it that much thought, but I haven't given it the, um, the thought finish the process and, and um, <laughs> see what would work and what wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'd like to see if you got a registered prefix, mate, at least every five years a special trial or something that you had to get out and have your dogs on the show. Yeah, something, but, you know, possibly like that. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a good thing, you know, not... Not only dogs, bitches as well. Yeah, you know, funny natured and and you know, um we're probably one one thing, you know, like it might be to old mate's fickle dog next door and um no, nobody's gonna lack. Yeah. Yeah. There's a question here from Bill Scott, um, sort of back on that natural ability we were talking about before. Um, he's asking, are Kelby's losing their natural ability and becoming like some, becoming robots like some Border Collies? They're only robots if they're made robots. Yeah. yeah. Thing I see, but I, I think um, a, lot, a lot of Kelpie dogs are more more beautiful than, than they were, were years ago and... You know, there's, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of good trainers out there nowadays. Uh, they're doing good, good, good jobs with dogs. And but it's just there's still a lot of fun. Um, the successful ones are the natural ones, you know, because they're just rushing. Everything's got to happen, you know. And yeah. um, I, like if I. Part of my training program, if I um, dog out and, and, and any dog that comes to my place for training is I really want to run that dog. So if I walk into the um, workyard there and there's out there, I want that dog to sit down and wait while I shut the gate. And then, yeah. you know, I can send him left and right from there and um, whatever gate... He's he's following me through, and he's sitting there. And I, I want to know where he is. Um, and, and speaking of that, mate, and the dogs you take in, do you have a selection criteria of the training dogs you take on board? No, not a selection criteria, but but I do take them on. I do a four to six week. Um, block on them, training block on them, and got 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 a heading instinct, or, or, or they're a reasonable sort of dog. Uh, week, I don't I don't keep them on. Um, the last thing is is you know um, writing people's up people bills up and, and and that they can use on their farm. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, mate. Like you. 
you, you don't want to just take him for a ride, right? Is, is what you're saying there. No, no, the, be, like, like, and honest with sorry, Dan, be upfront and honest with, um, you know, and their expect be realistic with the expectations of their dog, yeah, and and, and I, a week after, and um, the dogs came and and I, I give them um answer where I can get that dog to uh, a lot a lot of times dogs dogs come for for a month uh, I know exactly what the dog's up to when when he's getting getting led to me got him on a lead and they're bringing him around the back to the to the pens you know um yeah. I got a pretty to them yeah You'd see a few of them, and they already start to calculate it as they're coming towards you, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. If that tail's wagging and they're friendly, or they <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But um, you mentioned um, before, but do we remember um, breaking up to start with, mate? Do you remember who um, your first dog was? Yeah, a dog called a dog called Meg. Um, yeah, that Bill Scott bought. Yeah, um, bread. Sorry. Yeah. And, and how about these What type of style of dog are you chasing? Um, I don't keep. I don't keep a lot of dogs. Like, uh, I don't keep a lot of dogs here myself. Like I don't. I don't need to team myself. Um, I. Th Think I own three dogs out there at the minute. Um, Old Blow um, was was a really good bitch for me. Um, seven or eight litters and had eight pups every time. And um, then you know, and, and so I, I followed her on. Of initial, um, I followed her on and and um, seen what she could. She, um she's since retired i've retired her to a um to a love you can have a better life than than what i can i can give her here um but um i'm i'm glad i've done it done it for her because she yeah she's very good to me yeah yeah and what about the other dogs in your team mate who, who else have you got there um there's only <laughs> There's only young, there's right. only young dogs coming, and and they're dogs that probably will get sold out. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't look to, oh, to hold a, like, like like a big team of dogs or, or or a breed or a breeding, you know, plan. I, I don't have, yeah. If if you could have an old dog back mate at any time, who, who would it be and why? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say Glow. Um, yeah. But there, there has been some other dogs. It's very good. Um, a dairy farms a dairy farm to get repetition into a dog. Um, I did have a I did have a, a, a dog years ago. Um, he'd, he'd He'd go about two kilometres for the cows and um, sneak down 
turn on the corner and make sure the leaders have gone gone the right way and the tail up again. And um, he was he was a very good dog and yeah, but old Glow, she's um, I never saw the likes. I don't know out there people people if you hadn't seen any of dogs like Glow, you wouldn't you wouldn't know dogs were capable of it. Um, like I'd cast her out around some around some sheep, and um, I did it on the hills out Glen Rowan, and we cast her out, and she picked up a few, and then and then more, and put them all together. And Glow had actually um, soon she she hit hit the deck and and, and clapped down, and. Yep. and Take a bit of ground off them, all right. Um, so maybe be, be running twice as fast as probably what the sheep were. That was her way. That was her way of um, testing the flight zone, the free mob. Yeah. And um, that that was her her natural way of flight zone. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so mate, working a couple or very a lot of dogs there they're coming through and different kinds of stock. What's a solid all arounder look like to yourself? Solid all arounder. Um, it'd be a dog um, when he he will um, go out, go out, and have a, have an outcast. It's running, um, running wider. Um, and twelve o'clock, and um, then feel them, feel them back nice, and uh, but then, then still be able to, you know, whether it's whether it's a, you know, a little bit, a little bit man-made. I don't think them dogs that feel real good there like that, you know, one one way or the other, um, a little bit. Um, there is dogs that'll that'll bark up naturally when they get. To Tight, I know, um, but usually lack somewhere, you know. Like when you're talking, um, Glow was at the um, end of the um, uh, spectrum on both of it um, because um, she was an extreme, um, and the old fellows used to tell me. Breed from a breed from an extreme because they always they always breed breed down. Yep. Yeah, I heard that um, on dog talk a couple of times as well. People say breed to something that's over the top. Yeah, pick pick something that that dogs, um, you know, that you really like, and, and hopefully she can. Carries it forward for you, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And with the volume of dogs you get through there, how important is identifying like natural strength in a pup or a young dog compared to try to build it with age or experience or training? Yeah, it it, it is. Well, I do. I I try and do. I got no influence on the dogs that come, um, and I try and do the best um with that dog in that four four to six week period 
Um, like, like I've I've had a lot of horses trained over the years with different different. The trainer I stick with stick with now, now is is a trainer. I know he's he's trying to get as much done with that dog with that, that time. You know, there's there's trainers yeah. out there that'll um, train and get animal, but um, aren't training them out for the full period. Yeah, mm-hmm. a dog. If a dog's in work here. Um, He's he's treated like a work. He's worked every, every day, um, but I do I do got to really if I got a really a dog with a lot of strength and and you know he's and I'm I'm constantly um, cleaning him up. You know, mistakes he's making and that. But on the weekend to give him a run either day, but my pro. Uh, um, dogs seem to really enjoy and come back on a Monday, have the weekend, and be fresh and ready to go. You know, you know? Um, I think it really taught a good yeah. And you've mentioned a couple of times like dogs feeling their stock and um, feeling that flight zone. Is that something that you think's natural, or do you think it be, can be trained or enhanced through training? Or what's your thought? I think it can be enhanced, but um, like let's do the different scenarios on it. On it, like if a dog has got no, he's probably going to blow through the middle of them. Yeah. All right, but that's got feel and feels that flight zone, and um, he's got a like. Dogs have got to have have respect when they're behind stock, and eat back off that stock, you know, and introduce themselves to to the, if someone run up if someone run run up to you and and touch your chest to chest straight up like, and 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 that's what it does does to stock. I, mm-hmm. I believe anyway. Yeah, that's a good way. So flight zones are. Are important, you know how, how dogs present themselves. You know if they can get round back at their stock and then and then walk in calmly and strongly. You know, and and dogs will you'll put the sheep where you want to any time. Yeah. yeah. And while we're talking flight zones, there, mate. Let's talk about a flight animal and. Bill Scott's asked, mate, what are the main differences you see in training dogs and horses? Mm-hmm. Main differences? There's a lot of likes. Um, <laughs> dogs and horses. I'm I'm a, I'm a camp drafter, um, and I, the same. Well, the same thing. The same. The, I like the skin of horse. It's like if 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 I'm going. On across the yard, and 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 that, that dog's has got his shoulder shoulder in, and he's not looking at his stock because he's coming round. Well, closer and closer, and there's going to be trouble, you know. Yeah. Um, so naturally, they'll naturally run into stock if 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 they haven't got an arc in their body. You know, do the same. 
Um, but yeah, the, the, the probably probably one of them is you know you've got reins in your hands on a horse. Yeah, yeah, you know you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that that's probably the big. Um, but yeah, um, I, 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 that's probably why I don't trial trial dogs. Um, um, we're camped afters and we go away go away camped afters and and I don't think anybody'd come with me if I went dog trial. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have avid camp drafters there, and uh, it's something the whole family get in on. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, when they were young, when they were young, um, uh, sort of grown up and and um, left school. Madeline's the youngest and just finishing uni. But boys are both both qualified. Those mechanics and, and um, the oldest bloke. He's he's in the camp draft and he comes all the time with his family and um, and he's in the rodeo riding bulls. Um, so, so yeah, we we go and hear in different sports there. That that's awesome, mate. That um, the whole family get in on it. I, I love it. That's um, I, I. It really is a family sport. Yeah, drafting and yeah, yeah it's cool. good to see you all doing it. So, dog trialing mm. would probably be cheaper if you could get them all into that, though. Oh, especially with the entry fees <laughs> of camp drafts these days. Absolutely. Um, I only need a Toyota in a box to go. There's a hundred thousand dollar rig out there to buddy go camp drafting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mind you, fuel it almost costs you the same in entry fees at camp drafts these days. Uh, you could just go buy a Nissan Pulsar and chuck <laughs> yeah. them in the back of the hatch. <laughs> That's a plan. <laughs> That's <laughs> better fuel economy, mate. And you touched on um on moving on a few dogs before, and obviously we've seen a massive increase in the auctions over the last couple of years, or, or the volume of auctions, mate. Um, and how what's your take on that, mate? Do you think this is a good thing for the uh, and for the value of a working dog? Um, and where do you see it going, or potentially going? Mm-hmm. I, I think sales are. I've sold. I've sold dogs. Yeah, threw out a lot of the sales. Uh, it's a it's a different it's a different game. Um, one thing one thing like, like you can sell a dog and 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 not even make the people who bought your dog. Um, and you can take, take a really and you just be overwhelmed and and um, not show show. So good on them. Years ago, years ago, I took a dog to Cassidan and, and he was a ten, um, and he just froze. And uh, I, I was, I had to walk up to him and clip the lead on him and and walk out. And said, I, I had other dogs in the sale, and and I said, my mate, I said, oh geez, I can't on the truck, you know, where, where they auction them and. And he said, "Well, you know, dog in the sale." So anyway, I walked up there feeling the worst. Anyway, this he was an under under twelve month old dog, and he made two thousand dollars and and topped that. And um, you know why that 
happened, I still don't know. Uh, but or, or it all ended well. But this, these are just the sort of things that can happen. Um, and I benefited that time, but um, you know that neither. You know. So, um, but pricing of dogs, sales have done a lot for the pricing of dogs, and there's a, you know, I, I, um, I broke in a few for, for Tim Austin, the Elfin Vale. Um, he he was a man that I think really set really set a price on a dog, um, away a lot. Yeah, he was a great marketer of dogs, and and. He used to stay with us on the farm in Kingupna there and, and go and do his pup sales. At, um, yeah, I, I, I learned a lot off Tim, you know, along the way as well. Yeah, we, as I'd jump on the back of the back, back of the um, motorbike with him and, and um, Paddock and cast a few dogs out and come home and and now we go back and the dogs would be in the yard. Dogs, that was natural. Um early too, you know, yeah. And so you've started a fair few dogs. Um, what age do you normally go about doing that? Um, I like to get a dog, I like to get a, as long as he's been, he's been active and running on the farm and he's sort of, um, I am seeing a lot of dogs these days that are, that are and and dogs that have, uh, well, I believe that have been left in the pen, and um, if 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 I had my choice, you know, I'd a grown dog that's um, fit and ready um, to take some training and be able to handle the handle the mental part of training as, as well as a fifteen month old dog. Um, we can. Certainly, get a lot done in that first block of training. Yeah. Yeah, and what kind of um, stock do you like to start them on? I did do the duck thing. Um, yeah. Probably fifteen years ago. Um, and I went away from that. Um, ducks, ducks are good until they start flapping wings. And and um, invite themselves to be eaten, uh, but um, so yeah, sheep here. Um, the the, the sheep here, um, sheep, and and I, I change them over as often as I can. Um, but they are 15, 20 dogs a day. Um, so they break in pretty quick. Um. But I do believe, I do believe you need a you need a training mob to on a pup. Um, you know, if they're pinging off the fences, um, pup go through. Uh, everything's happening. It starts a bit of biting. Um, I'm in the wrong place. Um, and, and there's just too much on what you're trying here. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, do you have any like uh, milestone expectations on on younger dogs of what you're looking for and when, or are you just trying to get as much as you can to those four and six weeks? Yeah, I'm, 
I am trying to get as much into them as I can without without uh, the dog away. Um, I think I think I think that's probably part of where I said I come from um, in being a, being a bit of like to leave 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 younger dogs alone a bit more than what I did early and let things let things develop like like sometimes if a dog that likes a bit of a bite and things like that well um and he's not not real i'll i won't try and clean that bite up i'll i'll just just put up with it put a little muzzle on him but he'll still be he'll still be you know lunging at sheep wanting to bite i'm thinking all the time the big the big picture about Work ethic. I'm trying to build work that dog. Yeah, so I don't want to take away um, work by trying to clean that bite up straight away. I'd, I'd leave yeah. it. Yeah. Is that a big mistake you see a lot of people make? Oh, uh, I don't see. You know, um, other dogs trained out, but I think I've learnt to leave things. Um, and see to them later in, you know, um, we got to get, we got to get, we got to look at the big picture and get as, and get as much done as what we can. Um, you know, he's, he's sulky and, and like if I see, well, you know, they go straight away and, and if they're my dog, they go back near sheep for for a fortnight or a month, you know. Um, big thing I see with young with young ones, you know. I I, I do hold school kids um, for for you know who are trained for here. Um, big thing I see um, with young people is is the lack of is the lack in a yard with with sheep. Um, I want to put myself in the bed out and let him be in that position for the longest time and let him soak. Um, I think, I think, I think that's how that's how how you get dogs dogs thinking um, because it's easy on them. Nation, um, you know, people come in my yard, you know, like. I run. I set up a little bit of a task, and everybody. I just take six at a time, so everyone. Um, and they they run through a little little exercise, exactly where their dog's up to and what and, and what they're up to, you know. But they a lot, you know. A lot of people have got rake orientated, and I know um, I'm getting. A bit slower these days, and and I put the <laughs> put the big rake out and get. Um, but I think I, I think people are peaking and like if, if I block a dog, I block, block him with the rake and then put the rake down the rake. Mm -hmm. You know, because you just follow on a dog on 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 his, his bum and about it. You know. Um, Blokes have got the, you know rakes in the air and going at dogs and trying to get a sit on them and everything 
something like that, and all they're doing is building security. You know, um, yeah. my yard, my yard is nine hundred high. You know? A lot of these, a lot of people talk about, and I had one for look. You know, I had once in probably twenty years. I had a dog-proof yard. If yeah. If I my my yards now are nine hundred high, could leave at any time. I don't want to make it hard in the yard for him. I don't he's into him by having the rake over his head, trying to get to sit on him or something like that. You, you, I, I teach them to sit on on a lead outside the yard, and they know it before I get in the yard. And if they're not listening. Well, I'll move between them and the sheep and get the sit on them, you know. Um, yeah. Is that all you do on the lead outside, away from sheep, or do you put other stuff on them as well? I put a sit on them, um, and I do, I do, I do put a, I do, I do give them a come command and um, invite them to come come um into me um and i'm a dog to back off you know if <laughs> that's later training um teach a dog to, teach a dog to um to on, on a lead so then yeah. you don't invite other problems yeah mm-hmm. you know and things like that yeah yeah you mentioned your 900 fans before. What is your ideal training setup? Do you, is it a round yard? Is it a square yard? Is it a combination? Definitely square yard. Definitely yeah. square, square yard. I, I, I've never owned a round yard. I never want to. I, Why is that? I see, I see, I see dog yards and, and people, are, that rake business again, people are just around with the rake and, and, and they believe they're teaching dog sides, but you know, like if, if I had a bull chasing me out of a yard, I I wouldn't be thinking about too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yards, I, I just I just don't don't care. Like dogs have got to learn to dig stock out of out of corners. You know, yeah. like farms, and they got fantastic setups. But you can go to a lot that's the old school, and you know, no, I train in the square yard, um, and I don't think dogs dogs can 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 actually properly get to the head in a ring because all they're doing all they're doing is following tails. Mm-hmm. And um, how much time are you putting into your dogs per day and how much does each dog get a day? Okay, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, that was my yeah. I wrote it down. She copied it. You've got to get the bag of dog food then. Oh. Not neither of us. How much time? Yeah, yeah, good question. And I get asked that a fair bit when people come. Into the yard, you know they say, "Wow, how can you how can you work all these dogs in a day?" 
you know, every day. And I say to them, yes, they get worked every day and they get work for as long as um, it takes to get a result. How do you know when enough's enough, what? though? Enough's enough. When, when, he's give, when he's give me a result, a result. I go in, Rain, for, for, for that. For, for one, I, I, I think one of the, like, like um, in numbers of, like, like I've trained numbers of dogs. The biggest thing that's helped me here is my mobile phone for one. I ask people to text me their side commands and things like that. And I look up, you know, um, Laura's dogs and any clockwise she get over. So that's what we're going to use. So I change them all up in my eight different sets of commands. And I change them up so then the dog doesn't have those back home. Um, so that's really helped. But every one of them, 15 dogs for the day, and I know what each dog is up to in that yard. Mm-hmm. I know, I know what I know where he is. Look, I could train. I could train. My dogs are pretty close to Minion Yard, okay, and and I could train. Um, I could because all I'm doing is getting the result and putting them back away. How many times do you want to see that result? Just once, or like, how do you know when you've seen that result enough times? Because you know you get it and you want to get it again because you got it. <laughs> Does it wrong? Oh, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean. If yeah, you start to get to know a dog, okay, and 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 like if knows, and that's what you're going to expect. Like, like I run through, through a bit of a program and testing that dog out. You know, like like all, all the way. You know, um, yeah. I, I, I want to see like, like if I get a sit on a dog and I get a call off from from behind this um and and that was was where that, that dog's up to um I'm just calling him off you know but the biggest thing for me like if I sit a dog I don't want him sitting there sitting there very long I, I, I will lengthen it but, but I want to give that release you know reasonably quick but I give the release not him I don't want to Leave him in, leave him in a mood, you know, and 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 start that sulking, you know. If you're snappy, snappy, you know that you know you move that dog. Well, yeah. Uh, leave it, leave it at that, and and um, call him off, and um, yeah, you, you get a bit of, you know, you got to. Yes, you do have to work with a lot of dogs, different different type of dogs, but. Um, the true, it's like he he had kelpies, he had border collies, and he had crossbred dogs up there. Pull any one of them out, and they all go the same. Because yeah. he was a dominant trainer, you know. And I'm not saying all all the dogs that leave leave my, my place, but I expect the same same amount of obedience out of them. And um, when 
people come and pick up their dog, that's show day, and that's and that's a day. Um, you, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned a bit earlier about you know chasing a, a dog around for a rake around the round yard, um, and you don't. And the bull um, analogy was good, but how do you go about starting to put sides on your on your dogs? By, by my body, by my positioning in the yard. So, so first thing, first thing I do when I when I take a dog in a yard there like that, I want to stay opposite in him and, and I want him on balance all right so I pretty quick if I if I get round round um beating him get clockwise um well I'm going to kick a bit of dirt at, at him and I'm going to shift him round all right or or, or or vice versa there the other way and then and then until he can balance and sort of balance up and and not be pushing sheep back through me all the time, and I won't, I won't start the sides on them. They, they, they pick up sides, sides. Yeah, it's probably because it's a release thing. They pick up sides pretty quick. Dog then, then to teach him sides. That's for sure. Um, there's a question here from Chris Egan. He's asked. How do you work on a dog that favours one side and does it depend on their age or where they're up to in their training? I'll do that. I'll do that short side. Short side a lot more time do his good side. And I'll make, make yeah. sure. But I want to make sure. I want to make sure. Bye. Um, I, I want to see see a directional of a sheep okay unless i see a directional change all right so so i'm going to work on that side like i might i'm a it, it'd have to be a really short dog for me for me to get you know doing 360 round round your little mob because yeah. um coming from round yards and that because we don't do it in the paddock when we're yarding a mob of sheep. We, we go nowhere. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I'll fix them by, by every time. I'll speed them up a bit. I'll speed them up a bit and, and whistle them up to, to get them excited and get them quicker on that side so they're not. You with you, there, mate? Yeah, I'm still here. So we, we lost you when you just said you speed them up a bit. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll hiss to them and and, and yeah. whistle to them and and uh, when I'm when I'm they're short clockwise, like I'll block them block them any clockwise and 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 hiss to them and whistle to them and speed them up and make sure they get there and 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 direction change is is where they got to be you know they've got to get that, that directional change yeah absolutely uh, yeah that's so um, another part to chris's question um does it depend on their age or when they are up to with their training their age um now I, I think it's like some of us are 
you know, more right-handed than left-handed. And I think, yeah. I, but I do, do, I do see a fair amount of dogs that are even on both sides. Um, yeah, age. I really think, think I really think much um, given away to the pup. You know, like, you know, he'll 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 develop. He'll he'll get better at it what he is you know like yeah. like starting pups there and that and what i'm after i'm after i'm after repeat that and pups so i am after the repeat performances whether they're 12 weeks old or they're 12 months old you know if a dog cuts square across the yard from his stock there and 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 gets to the lead see that see that repeatedly well that's that that's that's what that dog will do all his life that okay so so dogs dogs um like once i start seeing them repeat performances i'm happy the pup on that's the pup i'm gonna pick and down on the track, if I'm going to breed him, he's going to give me because because that's who yep. he is. Yeah, yep. yeah, that, that that's inherited. Yeah. yeah, for sure, mate. There's a question here from um, Randall Fincham. Um, taking on so many outside dogs, are you dealing with much avoidance, and how are you overcoming that? Dealing with much avoidance from from dogs dog yeah, yeah, I'm assuming um, the way the question comes through in my own experience is dogs that are coming to you that might be shut down a bit. Avoiding that pressure. Uh, avoiding your pressure or, or yourself or, you know, you mentioned a bit earlier about you can tell the way a dog's been brought up or the way it comes to you on the lead when it comes around the back of a ute. Yep. Um, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of dogs. There's still a lot. The first thing, you know, I'll, I'll be yarning, I'll be yarning to the people that's bringing me the dog and a pat, and I'll put my hand underneath his jaw, and 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 up to look at me a bit. And if he avoids me, you know I, that that tells me a lot too. You know he's, he's he's resisting it, and and he's not he's not um wanting to be in the park, you know. Um, yeah, and, and yet, yeah, you know, um, so I'll, I'll be aware of that. Um, like, I haven't got, yeah, as we said said earlier, I haven't got six weeks to bond. I think dogs have, have really come forward in that in that regard because, um, they will work for multiple people. How long do you think that bond takes to build with a dog? Um, there's a In degree, the yeah, yeah, there's a degree of, you know, there's, there's a huge in, 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 in bond, you know, but, um, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of, a lot of dogs, a lot of dogs, you know, you know, they can, they can come into your space and be real silly, you know, yeah. like, like, if being brought up that way, that, that that you know people are laying them down and 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 
pat them on everything like that well um they're, they're real silly in your space you know they'll just come in your space and sit down you know if, if i call a dog and, and he comes you know with a gun um and 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 looks up at me you know I, i'm in heaven and he yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, and and you learn. I've 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 had to learn to to work with so many dogs. Um, I'll just talk a little bit on on. I probably I probably only some send about four or five percent. Four or five dogs out of us after that first week um yeah. and and that tells me dogs are getting better um you, you can yeah, always absolutely. get something done with the dog you know if you're sending more home in that first week you'd have to start getting pretty worried wouldn't you yeah dogs coming coming through yeah yeah and the first thing the first in myself yeah, you know, yeah. I, I do, I do set up dogs to fail. You know, because I want to like, like if he's a bit tired or something like that, I know there's gonna be, I know there's gonna be a torn off off me, little mob, and he'll slip through there, and um, situation up, and so then it gives me the opportunity to clean him up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. No, it's just yeah. yeah. No, that answered really well, mate. And then you mentioned um, about if, if you're breeding pups. Do you, do you breed many pups yourself? I know you haven't got a lot of dogs there, so you wouldn't be breeding no. too many. Now, uh, no, there is there, there is one bitching pup there at the moment, um, but no, no, I don't breed a lot. Um, a lot of dogs. Um. I have had the opportunity. Um, I did. I did um, and we're still mates. Um, I did did train for Joe Spicer for for a long period of time. Um, and I did um, have the opportunity to, to see to see whole litters like that, and and Joe and I. We work together, and like he's had a few sizes and things like that, and and I've, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of pups start, pick out the pups that I want, and and things like that, and um, interest there too, um, and, and yeah, so it's it's a great thing, great, you know, it's it's a it's you know. A lot of no one litter in 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 ten years maybe you know but yeah um yeah yeah so if you were um, looking at like a future joining what are you, what are you considering um you know out of your dog your bitch what what are you looking at um looking I am looking to to um from extremes but, 
but I am looking to um, blood, you know, not, not a total outcross. I, I do want some, um, you know, bloodlines in there. Um, but, yeah, you know, like, I really want to, if, if I, I really want to talk to somebody, somebody about their dog, breed him and, and find a bit more out on him, you know, what he was like before. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good trainers out there and, um, you know, know a bit about the dog, you, you might be breeding the, breeding the wrong dog to your bitch. Yeah, definitely. And um, do you have an opinion of the influence a sire has over a litter compared to a dam? It's a really good sire that that can breed breed to a total outcross, and that'll breed better than himself. Yeah. Okay. Um, if he's consistent. Breeding better than himself on an outcross, I think. I think he's a hell of a sire, and um, you know, we've seen a lot of dog. You know, uh, I've seen that a bred. Um, you know, two pups out of six that were real good. I think a real good, a real good sire will will, will give you give you six. There might might be a few that that are brilliant. You know, um, and the bitch has got it. The has got a huge say too, because look how she keeps the pups and, and um, forms their forms their their personality in life too. You know, she's really snaky with them and 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 and, and whacking them. You know, um, and things. Like, I think the pups are going to have to learn to learn to sort of bloody toughen up and to be able to survive yeah. mm -hmm. absolutely man and just on that that was actually part of my next question is mate on that on the, on the beach or that do you reckon she needs to have been a, a particular headspace or maturity level prior to breeding to get the best pup she can out of her yeah I, I, like i think you want to breed from uh, breed from a bitch that's um you know she might have been brilliant when she started, but um, you no, know, like, 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 put a dog over, over that that you think that'll contribute, contribute to it. If you get a gain, well, well, it's been good, you know. Um, yeah, um, breed, breeding's a funny, breeding's a funny thing. I had a great bitch, yeah, and I bred seventy pups, seventy pups out of her, and, and didn't get a decent. One, um, yeah. things can you know they've got to be you know a lot of dogs out there you know that are that are good work dogs and ever, and people are breeding to them and, and breed you a good pup and there's, there's a lot of dogs out there that are that are you know um, just handy dogs but bred very well, well um, with the, with a big pedigree and that you know. It's you yeah. just got to go through the process of, of progeny. A lot of people sell their pups at you know seven eight weeks before they started, and they don't really they they've kept one, but they don't really know what they bred until 
till you know, like to see whole letters and, and um, stardom, yeah. And how do you go about picking a pop for yourself, and has that changed over time? Um, I don't think it's changed. Um, I really like a pup that'll not be real silly, and 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 a pup that'll come up and say good day, meet her, and 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 sit down there and look at you. You know, um, he have to come and say good day, but then he's then you go back there and think about a few things. That that's the pup. Up and and if he's a decent type of pup, that's the pup I'd be picking. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice, mate. What advice would you give to someone wanting to purchase a pup or, or their first dog in general? Um, go and see the parents working, but talk and. You know, put enough work and enough effort into finding out finding out what them dogs were like um, when they were young. You know, just because old Jimmy can cast two cars now, you know, it's a thing. You know, he's and that's all he's done all his life and and things like that. You know, and and he's had, um, yeah. You, you, obviously, obviously, he's got to be enough. But um, there's real good trainers out there that are real, really dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And mate, with your exposure to so many of your own clients who are obviously working or um, owning their own farms, what advice would you give to someone that wants to pursue a career in the livestock industry? I'm sure you you'll be yarning a lot, and you hear about what people are looking for. Looking for in in a livestock in, in in employment, yeah, um, yeah, like, and 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 if you're you're a jackaroo or jillaroo, you know, um, have a couple of dogs that are, that are, that are trained that you can that you can go to work with straight away. Don't stop there. Have a have a pup coming along, um, you know. I, I another dog. It's it's always one on one here, um, and but long you you don't realise how many phone calls I get. You know, like I trained for 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 a very long time. He, he rang me up. You know, broken down. That I've you know I've lost my team, and 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 that was five dogs. You know, and oh. and he tree trying to trying to replace. The team pretty quick, and and you know he'd, he'd go on the home and we'd work it, and and I'd say to him, well, that's not going to suit your 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 um and your job, and he'd take him back back and get another one, and um you just can't, you know, and, um but I wouldn't thirty years um thirty thirty five years of training dogs, believe it or not, I, I might and what I can do better with that dog that I got in the yard. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. If you're listening out, if there's young people listening out there and uh, you're thinking about employment or where you can go, have have a team of dogs on the on the ground ready to go and and get all your feelers out. Yeah. 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 Ye
yeah, and get into it and and look, you know, this training job, there's there's um, opportunity opportunity for younger in their belly and enough energy to um, become a trainer and, and, and make it um, and, 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 you know, trainers are in need and started and, and that's a great thing because there's, there's room for, for more, you know, to get us started in the industry, you know. Everybody, everything within this working dog industry, you know, um, whether you're a breeder or, or what you are, you, you sit somewhere. But, um, yeah, it's just a matter of what you want to do and and how you go about it, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. And is there anyone you'd like us to sit down with and have a chat with on Dog Talk? I have put a bit of thought into this and, and <laughs> there's been so many on that that I would have um, put in for. Um, for we'd have a chat, um, Jim Peacock's probably um, probably one that could. Um, yep. Of dog talk, yeah. Beautiful. Right, add that to the list and try and get in contact with Jim. Too easy, mate. It's that that time of the night. Um, was there a question just stood out for you tonight? And they will win a bag of enduro. Hind is your food for working dogs with a real kangaroo meat. Um, like Brad Cordwell's question about uh, uh, what was that about where changes? Changes and where do you think you can uh, head? There you go. Dogs. Uh, that question, yeah. Fantastic, Brad. If you want to reach out and send us a message. Um, and you've got a bag of enduro coming your way. Um, thank you for jumping on tonight, Peter, um, and all of our members for tuning in. Uh, one last question before you go. Um, would you rather fight 20 horses the size of ducks or one duck the size of a horse? Um, which one would you take on and why? Question two, and probably haven't came up with an answer for it. Um, <laughs> but possibly I'd take on the one duck the size of a horse. Why is that? Because it probably, probably only cost me one bullet to put him on the dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Love it. <laughs> that is an original answer. Yeah, we, well haven't, and truly. we haven't heard that one yet, so that's good. <laughs> Mate, like uh, like Laura mentioned there, thanks heaps for your time. Really appreciate uh, you getting on tonight. Um, also, thanks to all our um, viewers and got everyone that's listening back. And uh, please remember, we learn every day, and the day we stop learning will be a sad one for all of us. Thank you. Thanks, um, Laura and Dan. I very much enjoyed it. Thanks, Shall we? Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.